0: Charlotte, North Carolina, surrounding areas. Gastonia, Rock Hill, North and South Carolina, USA. Hello once again. Welcome to this latest edition of Under Construction. I am your host, Jamal the Angry Black Fan, Darby. As always, to my top left, we got Rodney, Rob, Pops, Richardson. What the deal, man?
1: What's up, man? What's popping?
0: Nothing much, man. To my lower left-hand side, we got my brother in the LSU nation, Mr. Kaiser Sose. What's going on, brother? What's up, what's up? And last and certainly not least, uh, under construction. Extended family. I can't. I don't even know if I can say extended family anymore. Just family. Danny yeah, Thompson man. joins us once again. What's going on, Danny? It's,
2: it's a it's a, great, it's a great being on the show. It's great being on the show with a bunch of Charles and Rodney.
0: I knew the shape was coming from somewhere. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> He, he got you, Roddy.
1: It's coming back <laughs> later. Hey, <laughs> I, I
0: was gonna say, save some of those bullets because I know you got some. <laughs> oh
1: man, it's in the chamber. Talk,
0: ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, fellas, we got a ton to talk about today, man. So let's get started. Let's get on the business. First and foremost, I, look, fellas, I don't know if one of y'all said a, a prayer to the to the to, to the good mighty Lord. Thursday. I, I I don't know what I don't know if Queen Charlotte has exercised the demons. I don't know what happened, y'all. But the Charlotte Hornets finally got some luck on their side. We have secured a number three pick in this year's upcoming draft. Our fans are excited. Years. Say it again.
1: 21 years in the making. We moved. Oh my
0: god, man. Thank 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 the Lord. Thank the good Lord. We finally got some good luck, man. So, with that being said, some most fans are excited. Some would say this is a weak draft. I just say, let's just be happy about it. So, with that being said, guys, who's the pick? Is it too early to say? Do we need to see any more out of, out of anybody? Who is the pick? Who wants to take this one first?
1: Um, I'll start out, man. I I, 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 like I like Anthony Edwards. Um, I'm also intrigued by uh, the ball kid, I think him and uh, him and Devontae can actually share a backcourt. Um, just kind of looking up, look, looking more up on uh, Wiseman. I, I'm not interested. Um, I think you can pick a center up in, in free agency and, and, and just kind of roll with that. But to me, nowadays in NBA, you have to build. You have to build your team with elite wing and, and, and perimeter talent. And I think Ball has the potential to be that elite talent.
0: Danny, what you got, brother? You know, for like you said,
2: it's, it's such it's a good thing to see good luck for once. Yeah. I think Devontae Graham being there was a sign of the NBA saying, you know what, we should have put you for most improved player. So, <laughs> since we can do that, we'll give you a top three pick. Hey, listen, we, we got messed over Anthony Davis, but as far as the pick goes, if you look at style, all th- I think the top five guys in the draft, even
0: top four, as I wrote about in Sports Illustrated, all fit a need. Mm-hmm. There's Danny, not one. Hmm? Danny, let me cut you off real quick. Because I must say, congratulations on that Sports Illustrated article, man. Uh, Much props to you. Congratulations on that, man. And I'm sorry I didn't start off with that. But go ahead, sir. No, no, no. No, Good
1: question, David. Good question. How much did you pay to get your article published? See this guy
0: <laughs> just just as much as
2: Clemson paid for the national championship. All right. Moving <laughs> on. As I was saying before some ACC fan came in and tried to attack me today. No, um it's like this. Each of the players in the draft class could fill a need. Charlotte there's not one player in this class that's going to fill everything Charlotte needs. We look at James Wiseman. Charlotte hasn't drafted a frontline big that's actually been worth anything since a Mecca And before Mecca Okrifer, if you want to count Jamal McGlure, which he was an all-star, which is fine. It's been Alonzo Morning. We've only had drafted three legitimate big guys that are worth anything. Throw away George Zedek, throw away Ryan Hollins, throw away Cody Zeller, I mean I Steve me. Sheff- Steve Scheffler. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Scheffler. No, Mike Jaminsky was a free agent. I but you throw away Steve he don't count. So <laughs> you throw away all the bigs that Charlotte drafted in the past. Wiseman does something that a lot of people don't really realize. I look at him, and I see DeAndre Ayton just with more of a nastier demeanor when it comes to blocking shots. The motor is a question with him. When you look at uh, Anthony Edwards, you see a guy that can score from all three levels. A Dwayne, uh, He reminds me of Donovan Mitchell, a three-level score that can get to the basket, super athletic turns over the ball too much and he only plays defense when he feels like it. That's not a good thing for a team, a young team like this. And you look at um, the mellow ball, the shot selection might be bad. And you look at the numbers, you're saying this kid can't shoot. But remember, he was an 18-year-old kid going over to Australia, a whole new country, playing with professionals he's never played with. But if you watch those last five games, two triple doubles, the only player in NBL history to ever post back-to-back triple doubles, it would have had a third one in this final game, before he got injured with a foot injury, so each of them are great. But if I, my choice is the best player available. So I'm taking. If I have a chance, I'm taking balls and figure everything else out later.
0: Kaza, you, you've had some pretty strong words uh, uh, for James Wiseman, but please go ahead and uh, explain your position, sir.
3: So I'm to, to be honest, I'm really on the ball wagon, mostly for the novelty of it. It it would bring a, <laughs> uh, it would bring uh, a level of media attention to the Hornets that we haven't seen in a long, long time. That's something that we actually need. We I think we uh, that's the reason why Devontae Graham isn't being considered for most valuable player. If he played for. Oh, anybody else? Imagine him on the New York Knicks. Oh my God, they they would throw the award at him. So we kind of we kind of need that. Also, James Wiseman. My only issue with James Wiseman is that there is a history in the NBA of big men just not panning out, mainly because uh in the the lower levels, college and high school, they're the biggest guys on the court. So of course. You're seventh foot. You can block everyone's shots. All of James Wiseman highlights that I've seen are mostly from high school games where everyone is four or five inches shorter than him. He's got three college games you can look back on, and they're not against, like, powerhouse teams at the beginning of the season, and then he didn't play because of the Penny Hardaway-Memphis, you know, scandal or whatever. So it's like, okay, how is he going to do in the NBA? I hate to say it, but this feels like 2000. 13 all over again, where we had the fourth pick. Everyone was excited. Draft time comes, and Cody Zeller was the best person on the board. And you can say whatever you want about that draft, unless you had a crystal ball like Milwaukee did. Absolutely. Yeah, there was nobody else to pick. And honestly, I think that maybe the only other uh, also that came out of the draft was Rudy Gobert. So I kind of feel the same way about this draft. Neither of these three guys is going to be the best player on their team. There's not a lot of, uh, of footage the, with them against high-level play. And I've got a stat of doom for y'all. So in the last 15 years, last going back 15 seasons from 2018 to 2004, if you look at the top three picks from every draft, that's 45 picks. Only 20 of them have even made a single All-Star game. That's 44%. That means that it is likely – that whoever we draft will not even be an all-star only once in the last 25 years have all three of the top three picks ended up being on an all-star team at any time of their careers that's kind of a weird thing it just goes to show how much of a crap shoot it can be even with the top pick so i'm kind of tempering my excitement here in this draft, there's no obvious generational talent, and I've just got to trust that Mitch knows something that we don't. And Hornets fans do not be surprised if he goes outside of the box on this pick. I can see if he drafts I'm some.
0: Completely drafts with players, you on that one. Yeah,
3: he drafts some international guy we've never heard of. The fans will riot.
1: I uh, just be prepared for. it
0: Let me. Jamal, What's who, up,
1: Jamal? Who, who do you think should be the pick?
0: No, before I answer that question, Kaiser, let me say something, man. I have been saying that to people all week. It, it's almost like I'm envisioning Mitch Kupchak doing that. I I can almost see us <laughs> drafting someone else beside those three picks that everyone else is coveting. And and let me be very clear about something. That is not to say that it would be the wrong pick because I could also envision. A Kristaps Porzingis situation, or even a Luka Doncic situation, because those two people were not the hot guys going into their prospective drafts. You get what I'm saying? Luka, Especially Kristaps.
1: Whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa! Luka was that dude. Luka, yeah, Luka, Luka, Luka. was that guy. But Kristaps Porzingis was not. Fans, New York Knicks fans, Luka, almost yeah. tore that damn arena down when they drafted that guy. And look at how that turned out for at least you know for the short term for them. But to answer your question, Righty. If I am Jamal Kupchak and 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 and, and the and the balls kinda go the way that 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 I want them to, you gotta take Lonzo ball. And it's for one simple reason. He is the most talented player, in my humble opinion. I I I don't think Edwards is gonna be there by number three. I, I think Minnesota or Golden State is gonna scoop him up. And I think that's gonna, you know, I think that's gonna give us even a better chance to get Lonzo Ball. He has the highest upside, he's the most talented.
1: Gimelo, Gimelo.
0: He had Lamelo l- Ball. He has uh he has the most uh he has professional experience, so to speak. So I you got to get Lamelo Ball, e- et, uh, even though to Kaz's, to counter cause point a little bit, the media attention could be a good thing. But on the other hand, you got to deal with his damn daddy. I, I that yeah. is what I'm not looking forward to at all. It's his dad
2: is not as bad as people make him out to be. Okay. You know, Lavar Ball I think learned a lot with Lonzo in L.A. And I think this time around, you know, like I said, the middle ball is, you know, like, like every other middle child in most cases, they, most middle children get forgot about. It is what it is. I'm not a middle child, so I can't really speak to that. But lamello Le- 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 is the most talented <laughs> of the three kids. He's the most talented of the three. <laughs> hey, and Ryan, why aren't
1: you I, a middle child? No, I'm the oldest guy. You know you
2: Day, day. I'm, I'm the sorry, youngest. I'm, I'm the youngest, so I can't really speak on my story. But what <laughs> I'm saying is, like you look at Lamelo Ball, he's the most talented of the three ball kids. You know, he's already six eight. You know, he's still growing. He's only 18 years old. Like you said, to the point you made earlier, Jamal, <clears throat> he's playing against professional competition. And for those who don't know about the NBL is arguably the 1A to Spain's 1B as far as professional leagues in the entire world that's not in the NBA. For any person that wants to say that a a, a college team can go over and be an NBL team, you're nuts. They'll get dragged and ran through the floor. Yeah, Those are great things over there.
3: Absolutely.
2: NBL NBL teams have beaten NBA teams in preseason. Ask Russell Westbrook. He knows about that. (laughs) <laughs> so they they're not scared of these teams and no college team i don't care who you are i don't care if it's the 1991 duke blue devils is going to go over there and beat a whole bunch of grown men grown men these are grown men guys that have already played in the nba so to jamal's point i mean ball's professional experience is great anthony edwards scares me a bit but i understand why charlotte would take him because if Devontae you Graham it, and Terry Rozier are the only guys that can score off the dribble because mm-hmm. Malik Monk is still in high school shooting basketball, so that's where his talent is right now, you got to have somebody that can put the ball in the basket. Yeah. The but ball, the ball media circus will be good for Charlotte. I think Michael Jordan will temper, temper that from the very beginning. And besides, who wouldn't want to see LeVar Ball and Michael Jordan in practice
0: anyway? I'm me, this guy right here.
1: So, 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 so I, I got a question for you guys. Is there a concern with Lamedo, with with, with, with uh, the ball boy uh, because he has been accustomed to kind of playing his own style, uh, being lack being lackluster on defense? Is, is there a concern to you guys about that?
0: I'll, I'll t- let me let me take this one first. I'll tell you why that's not my concern, because if it, it, let, let's just say if he comes into the NBA with that attitude, he will get humbled very quickly and nobody's going to have to tell him uh, how to be a professional. He's going to learn the hard way if he comes into the NBA as an 18 year old, however old he is, guy coming into the grown man league. If you had a lackadaisical attitude, you will get exposed on the NBA level. So it's not a, a, a huge concern for me at all.
3: Um. Uh, now, yeah, it's not a huge concern, mainly because uh, he's six eight. So I, I brought up recently in the Horns group that Lamelo Ball could essentially be the next Ben Simmons. And one of the counterpoints was, well, Ben Simmons plays defense. Ben Simmons is six ten, defending shooting guards and point guards. That's why he's a great defender. When they moved him over to power forward, his defensive rating dropped back down to the league average. When he's guarding Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier, of course he's going to play great defense. He's 6'10". And I kind of think it's the same thing with LaMelo Ball. He's probably going to be playing the two wherever he goes. He's going to be mashed up against guys that are four or five inches shorter than him. His, his defense will be adequate enough. Um, also, I mean, keep the guy develop, everyone acts like in today's NBA, guys come into the league ready to go. Right. Efficiencies that they that they have, then we shouldn't draft them. I mean, we've been saying it all week. Kimball Walker was not a great shooter coming out of college; he had to develop uh, that. uh, Look at uh, um, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, he was not a shooter. No one ever thought he would be one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Guys developed, and if we remember, one of the main reasons. Borrego was brought in. What what was that? The the statement the team made was player player, player
0: development. development. Absolutely
3: development. They're going to bring in if they whether it's Wiseman and Ball, they're going to bring them in and say, okay, what are your weaknesses?
1: Okay, let's shore them, those <laughs> up. Let's you. So I'm not worried. So 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 let me pick you guys' brain. Let me pick you guys' brain. So Borrego will be going into his fourth season, third season actually next year. Is his job security safe? Uh, I've seen se- I've seen several places people saying that he may be on the hot seat.
0: Uh Danny, you want to take this one first? I, I feel if like I mean, drink could- If I had I something, like drink- you drink the right same way, right? I, I, I feel like You feel you know, the same you know, way
1: yeah, about yeah, yeah, this. You already know where this question comes from.
2: I know where it's coming from, and no, he's not on the hot seat. Borrego <laughs> hasn't had anything to work with as far as being able to pull on the hot seat. The expectation was never the playoffs. They've said this from the very beginning. Mitch Kupchak's main job without saying, he's saying without saying it is we're going to underwrite all the rich choke contracts, all the financial foolishness the Hornets have been in for years. And once we get under the cap in 2021, then we'll start evaluating from there. They Absolutely. got rid of Michael. K- they got rid of Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Cody Zeller's contract is pretty much almost gone. You know, uh, Bismack Biombo is gone. And then the, the parade on Tryon Street when Nick Batum's contract is finally gone will start after that. But once those contracts are <laughs> off the book, Charlotte is an extremely young team. But what, Kupchak, what what Borrego's job is to do is, he's got to be able to take the talent they drafted and mold it into something. So far, he, he's done well with with, with uh, Devontae Graham, as we saw. P.J. Washington was supposed to be in the G League for at least half the season and look where he turned out to be. The right. Martin twins, Cody Martin is going to be part of his rotation going forward. And his right. other brother is going to be fine. What he does with Jalen McDaniels, it's up in the air. It's a second round pick. The only player that has not, the only two questions in Borrego's development so far has been Miles Bridges not n- making that step. And it reminds, me of, it reminds me of Aaron Gordon in Orlando, where that step has to be made that he hasn't made it. And Malik Monk, which is at this point, you might as well call this a loss. Yeah. He needs a change of scenery. It, and the, the same thing with Dwayne Bacon. Bacon will not make the rotation because Bacon doesn't have the foot speed laterally to guard twos and threes in the league, even yep. though he can get you a bucket at any point in time.
0: Look, to, to your point, Danny, um, I was going to say the, the only the only way I could see JB's job being in jeopardy is, number one, if he loses the locker room for some reason, which there's mm-hmm. been no reports of that happening. I don't envision that. Ha- I don't see it happening at all and if these players don't continue to develop at all. Danny, I slightly disagree with you on Malik Monk, even though there are some obvious maturity issues going on there. But just from what I've seen toward the end of the season with Malik Monk, I even saw this guy even being engaged defensively. I still have – I still, maybe foolishly, have a wait-and-see approach on Malik Monk. And that could just be me. Uh, Kaza, did you have anything on that?
3: No, uh, well I- – you you don't fire a coach because he can't produce with a team that's not his. This is still, for the most part, Steve Clifford and Rich, and Rich Coast. Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting for, like Danny said, all those contracts to fall away. This, this is uh, <clears throat> I mean, We got to give Borrego a chance with a completely new team in, to Danny's point. So far, what he's done is pretty good. I mean, <clears throat> that, to me, it's not a coincidence, Devontae Graham's ascension. Terry Rozier coming in, and we remember all the things that our fans said about Terry Rozier before he got here. Uh, And now look at um, his play. Far better than when he was at Boston, and what we expected even um, when we signed him. Um, I I don't – I can't envision that Borrego would be on the hot seat this season. Next season, maybe not the hot seat, but I, I do think Jordan and Mitch would want to see some kind of uh, numerical improvement, marked improvement,
0: improvement. improvement. Yeah,
3: yeah. Not just wow, the players are playing better, but wins, losses, stats. We're gonna have to see something on paper. I think next season, and I think we will. Honestly, mm-hmm. I really think the Hornets will. Uh, this season, we're probably in ninth seed. Next season, when we, you know, start start to break through. So, all
0: right, guys. I have two quick questions before we move on to the next topic. My first question is. Do we have an opinion on Denny? I can't pronounce his last name. Avdija, please correct me if I'm wrong on his last name. That's the first question. I'll start with that question first. Um, what do we think about this guy?
2: Okay, um, I'll take the lead on this one. I'll take okay. the lead. Okay. okay, so I've watched enough film on Deja Ryan to know what I've seen about him. The, the comparison is Luka Doncic is completely off center. He's not Luka Doncic, okay? Luka Doncic was if you look at Luka Doncic back in the EuroLeague, he was averaging 14-6-6 a game in the EuroLeague, playing like 23 minutes a game, dominating everybody. Okay, Deji Avaya was starting to get playing time for, his, uh, from, for Tel Aviv as the Euro's league season go along. Now, when I watched his film and watched enough of him play, he reminds me of a cross between, I would say, Danilo Gallinari of the Oklahoma City Thunder and Hito Turkoglu. Yeah. All right. I got a a guy who can handle the ball. He he gets players involved. He he has a a solid shot, but he actually plays defense. He's six nine. He's long. He has range. And the thing is, he's he's a little bit sneaky, more sneaky athletic than most people give him credit for. So he'd be a nice fit. He'd be he would be a solid small forward in Charlotte if that was the the question. I think he'd be he'd be better than every option we have now. All right. And that if but drafting him leads to the ultimate question of what to do with Miles Bridges at this point. Avaya is not a bad pick. I mean, it's not the home run. He is he's not the super home run pick that we all want, but I think he'll be solid enough. He'll be better than Omar Casper. He'll be better than a Jetty Osman in Cleveland. And his ceiling, listen, Golinari's a twenty point a game scorer for Oklahoma City when he, when he get when he gets enough touches. So he's fine. I don't think he's nothing like you're gonna sell season tickets over. But he'll be a good contributor if they did yeah. draft him.
1: Yeah.
3: I don't see Mitch tripping over his own picks. Miles Bridges was his pick, correct? That was his, mm-hmm. his, yeah. first, pick, his first pick. So, you know, th- there is some some value to that for him, and he's going to want to make sure that Miles has all the opportunity to develop because if he were to, um, you know, s- supplant Miles, then that's kind of like admitting defeat. On that pick, and I don't think Miles is like Miles hasn't taken that step yet, but there are enough flashes to make you say, "Man, when when he makes that step, oh boy, he's he's gonna be something." Also, uh, PJ Washington, I think I, I'm you know I'm always gonna stand for PJ. I think he's he, he could be something special in this league. I just don't see the Hornets looking at the small front court that way. I think yeah. they're even looking at. Uh, James Wiseman, because Wiseman will fill a need, although you never draft for need with a top three pick. Fans, you never draft for need with a top three pick. Always whoever the best is. But that might be James Wiseman, also, that he's the best player available, or someone like Lamelo Ball, which, real quick, I'm going to say this one last thing before we go. It's funny, for years, fans have always come down on the Hornets for making the safe pick. Now we have an opportunity to make really a risky pick in LaMella Ball and no one wants us to make it. Everyone's like, "Oh, <laughs> right. Wiseman. Guys, Wiseman is the safe pick.
0: He's a safe so pick.
3: A, you he, draft him, he's going to start day 1. He, he's going to be he might not even be better than Cody Zeller, but we'll never know that because he's going to start day 1. We're going to plug him right into the lineup and he's going to get the play because that's a need that we have. Wiseman is, is the safe pick here, guys. Mello
1: is the, the kind of the game.
0: One hundred percent agree.
1: So with with me, was actually intriguing to me, uh, it's reported that Mitch already did his uh, the Hornets already completed their international uh, scouting before the pandemic. So I I honestly think it's 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 going to be Denny or uh or or, or or Ball who they pick. So I'm intrigued by Denny because. Like Danny mentioned, he 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 he'll, he'll be the the incumbent small forward in here, um, and Miles' natural position is, is the four, and so you're going to have to you're going to have to answer that question regardless between Miles and PJ, uh, either either sooner or later. I mean, it's it's going to have to come.
0: All right, so last question, guys. Let's wrap this up. Who is the one player if the Hornets pick them? We would just, we would, we would just riot in the streets. Who, who is the, who is the one guy at the horns pick? It's just like, you know what? I, I'm done with him. We, who is that one guy? Who is topping. the one guy? We, say it. Topping. We'll be topping.
3: <laughs> we'll be, I, I heard about him. He, we already <laughs> have Miles Bridges and PJ Washington. Why are we gonna draft the same players three years in a row? That, that's who I'm
1: throwing rocks at the Spectrum Center if we draft. Rodney. Um I've heard this name, but I'm I'm gonna confess I haven't done any uh big research. Uh Killian Hayes. Um it's it's, it's not enough known about him, and I I can see Mitch probably making that pick and people like, what the hell? I can see
0: I can see a Danny. Danny.
2: I I mean it's a cross between Killian Hayes because when you see Killian Hayes, the size, the build, the first player comes to mind is Frank Nakina. (laughs) <laughs> the,
1: oh my god!
2: Man. Oh my god! French, oh my god! The French,
1: the, the, the French connection too. Yeah, oh you
2: see, you see, Frank Nakina. When you see him at first, he's a better. He might be a better shooter, but the same size build and frame. You think of Frank Nakina, and you know Charlotte fans were loving to see him if that trade would have happened, or potentially going after him. Um, the other guy besides Obi Toppin, I'm gonna give another name out there. Will be Therese Halliburton of Iowa State, yeah. six five guy. A six five guard about hundred and eighty pounds. He can shoot the basketball very well, but he's still another he's not a guy that'd be a starting point guard. So now we'll have three point guards and none of them will tip the needle as Charlotte goes right back into the lottery again
0: next year they take Halliburton. So those three guys. All right. Um I I'm surprised no, none of y'all said this one. And before I before I tell you guys the name, let me let me please express something to y'all. If the if the Charlotte Hornets pick this guy, I'm going to need y'all 3 to set up a bail fund in in my name oh, because I I, I I will have a mugshot on charmec.org if the Charlotte Hornets pick Cole Anthony. If they pick Cole Anthony, I I I swear to god y'all will have to set a cash app fund some kind of bail money to pick me up out of jail that night. I, I don't even have to tell y'all the reason why. I, it's self-explanatory. So let's move on before my blood pressure goes up. Here's, here's a
2: question though: What happens if they trade down and draft him? I, it's same, same thing, same but, thing. Okay, just want to make sure.
3: It depends on what they get out of. Training. No,
0: no, it doesn't, Kaiser. Uh, uh, unless <laughs> unless they get back a future lottery pick and an all-star. No, 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 no.
1: Don't
0: say let's move on. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on. We still have the NBA bubble going on. Uh, we had a good game last night between the Lakers and the Blazers. Lakers pulled it out, which, which is now standing at a 2-1 lead. The Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics are playing as we speak right now. And the Celtics are up 3-0. Am I correct? Is its yep. it 3-0 at this
1: point? So the Sixers are,
0: Sixers are facing elimination at this point. First question, you guys, I, that, that I want to ask, and, you know, the Lakers and Blazers is a hot topic, so we're going to start with 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 that series first. Do the Blazers – do they have any chance at this point? Is the series just over? Did did the Blazers give the Lakers their best shot last night?
1: The Blazers, the Blazers have one more game at max left to win, and that is, it's probably going to be a gentleman's sweep, man. The Blazers can do nothing with LeBron James at this point i like let Coz go.
3: Coz. Uh, Like I said last week, when it comes down to it, you're really going to bet against LeBron James. The Blazers should have won that game last night. They Really, that was their game to lose. Uh, Anthony Davis wasn't playing well in the first half. Um, that was their game to win. And LeBron James said, you know what? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Here's <laughs> and and the thing. How many times can the Blazers – get to that point they don't have any way to counter when LeBron James goes into playoff mode. Um, right. I wish he'd go into NBA finals mode, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know he can't he can't he couldn't, he couldn't be stopped. LeBron James decides, you know what, let's go win this game. Then then he's gonna do it. And that I'm not I'm not saying that uh, the series is over. Obviously um, the Blazers are super game. Carmelo Anthony actually had a pretty efficient game. I think one thing he had been getting lost about his playing the bubble was that it just wasn't very efficient. He was taking like 20 shots to get 15 points, but he had a really good game. He's had a really good series so far, actually. So the Blazers are going to have their chances, but if it was anybody but LeBron James on the other side of the ball, um, they'd have a much better chance.
2: Danny, what you got? Blazers still in the series. Even though they didn't win last night, they still have the mo- LeBron's the best player in the series. We all know this. But Damian Lillard is the most dangerous player in the series. Anybody who can come up the court and fire from the fire from the logo, and it <laughs> goes in. If he needs to, he will do it. We we said this about the Blazers going into
0: the bubble. Did
3: we? we Danny, it. Yep,
0: we can you hear me now? Yep.
2: Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I blame Rodney. I blame Rodney's internet for this. But um, <laughs> all I'm you? saying is this: all I'm saying is this. If you Damian Lillard is the one guy in the NBA, you don't want to count out in any series. No. All right, no. I agree. He, with that. He might he 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 might have he could force this series to Game Seven. Now, in a Game Seven situation, do I take Damian Lillard, or LeBron James in Game Seven? LeBron, I'm, I'm taking LeBron. I'm taking LeBron. But Damian Lillard will give everything he has. I don't think this is going to be a gentleman's sweep. But it will not be four one. I think this series still gets pushed to maybe six, potentially even seven. The Blazers are still in this series. Remember, the Blazers have home court, so they're gonna they can win Game Four in home court and then switch back, switch jerseys, and they go to L, they go to uh, <laughs> Los Angeles, Florida for Game Five. So we'll see.
0: <laughs> All right, let, let me let me let me let me let me confess something to y'all, and I want to be clear about something. I this was not an overreaction. I, I wasn't come to this conclusion, so I don't want y'all to be like, "Man, you crazy." <clears throat> but Game One. I looked at that game one and first of all, before I say what I got to say, I always thought that Nurkic was the X factor in this series. He's not the best player on the floor by far, but I think he's like one of the most important cogs with the Blazers in this series. So I looked at game one and I looked at Anthony Davis struggling and I was, again, let me be clear. I'm not calling Yusef Nurkic some Anthony Davis stopper or nothing like that. Let me be very clear about that. But I thought he bothered Anthony Davis enough for the Lakers to kind of be out of sync offensively. You go back to game two, Anthony Davis realizes I'm a better player. I'm the second best player on second or third, whatever. We can argue about that later. Anthony Davis says, you know what? I'm a better player than Nurkic. Let me show it. And he did that in game two. And we saw how that went. Now, even though the Blazers were ready for a dud, they've been been fighting for their playoff lives like ever since they've been in the bubble. They were due to just have a dud game, which they had in game two. Game three last night, Anthony Davis pretty much struggles up until the third quarter, and he turned it on just like that. It's it like a switch went off, and he said, you know what? I'm better than this. So he did, and we saw the result from last night. So the point I'm trying to make is when a- LeBron James is going to get all the attention. He's the focal point for obvious reasons, but when Anthony Davis plays like he did in game in, in last night in game two, the Lakers are damn near unbeatable, man. If we get that Anthony Davis, the next one or two games, in my opinion, the Blazers have no shot. That's just I, – I just – because because you, you can't focus on – you can't take your focus off one of those two guys. You get what I'm saying? And if by chance you do shut down Anthony Davis and LeBron James, you still got to worry about the three-point shooters, even though they've been struggling somewhat this series, but you still got to worry about them. So when Anthony Davis plays like that, uh, I just don't. I, I I don't think the Blazers have a chance. I really don't. It's, it's it's real
2: funny how people can say this, but the Lakers got to the line forty three times last night to the Blazers nineteen. Well, a that's, discre- that's a uh, huge discrepancy. That's a huge discrepancy when when the discrepancy when the referee is is, is is chewing their whistle on national TV on ABC. Yep. Well, that's okay.
0: another story. That's another story for another day. But please continue.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get that when you're playing against the game.
2: That's just that's but it. It can't LeBron. be two to one though. It can't be two to yeah, one. It, free can't it, can. it
3: can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. But, but will, we've seen it. I mean, in the past with LeBron King, uh, and
2: the funniest thing is they were outshot 43-19 in the free throw line. The Lakers still missed fifteen free throws in that game. They were twenty eight for forty three from the line. If the Lakers even hit half those free throws, this game wouldn't be close. Not at all. So that's a te- that's a testament to how good Portland played. Now, you're right. To the point of uh, – when you say three-point shoot with the Lakers, that doesn't exist. I mean, because Jr. Smith had not seen court time. So, I think if it comes down to it, if the Lakers, if the Blazers can somehow keep Anthony Davis in check and force Kyle Kuzma and somebody else in the Lakers to give you 35 to 40 points a game combined, you're going to lose automatically.
0: But that's a lot easier said than done. I get what you're saying, but, but actually doing yeah. that is – it's pretty
3: hard. Okay, so, so typically when you have these matchups where one player isn't quite as good as the other player, but he's got something that can bother that star player. Once that star player figures it out, that's yeah. over. Nurkic's is not going to bother AD anymore this series. He's he's not. He's just not. We saw this with, uh, remember a few years ago, Matthew Della Vadova. Everyone was like, who's the stuff? Curry stopper. And then Steph Curry comes and drops 27 on the, the next game. And that was it. That was the end of that. That was the end of the Matt I'm not saying that Nurkic is obviously a much better player on a better skill than Matt Delvadova, but it's the same thing. Everyone's like, man, this guy's really bothering me. Anthony Davis hit that switch and figured out, this guy can't check me. This guy can't guard me. What the hell?
1: See, I well, be see, be. One, one of my big questions of Davis, to me, has been sometimes I, – I don't think Davis has that dog in him. Sometimes it's, it's just like he leaves a lot to be desired to me. It's, it's, it's like he shows up sometimes and he's also one game in the next game. He's like, ah, I'm, I'm laid back. I'm chill. I'll let LeBron do the work. That, that That's my biggest problem with Anthony Davis. I, I don't know which Davis I'm gonna <laughs> I want to get.
0: I agree with that. Now, because of time, gentlemen, I want to move on to another series. You know, we could talk about this series all, all segment, but we got to talk about some other series. You want to talk about playoff heat? Uh, no, he doesn't do let, let, let's move on because I don't even he doesn't even deserve mention right now. So, Kaiser, you brought up a good point, and I want to talk about this Rockets and Thunder series. We haven't spent a bunch of time talking about it in previous episodes, but I want to express something that I saw yesterday, and this is kind of speaking to Kaza's point. James Harden, who had oh you know a a a, a, a pretty decent game, he um. Let me see here. He had, well, he had 38 points, so he was James Harden. However, the Oklahoma City Thunder made a switch, and I cannot pronounce this guy's first name to save my life, but uh, but his last name is Dort. They switched mm-hmm. Dort on James Harden, and James Harden struggled to score points. And to me, that was the difference in the entire game. Now, moving on to the next game, you can't count James Harden out. We, we can't call... Dort some James Harden stopper just yet. But with that being said, do the Rockets, are they concerned about this at all? Should they be concerned? Do we still see them winning the series? Who wants to take this one first?
1: No concerns. No no
3: concerns here. I don't. The Thunder aren't as good of a a team. I I think it's kind of like a few weeks ago during the Lance dance. Where there was like this big debate over whether or not Gary Payton actually shut Michael Jordan down. Okay, he might have bothered him some, but Michael Jordan still averaged 24 points a game with Gary Payton guarding him. I mean, it's like, yeah, okay. So, how, how much of an impact does that really make? James is unguardable. He's No one in the in the league can guard him. He's one of the few players where no one can guard him. Once he he figures out. Whatever it was Dort was doing that was causing his rhythm to be
0: off, that's it. That, that, that's the end of that story. Danny. Danny, what you got? Um, so when you, when you look at
2: um Lunette's Dort, yes, Arizona State, he did it in game one, too. Remember, James Harden struggled and game two in game two when Harden was what two for 16 at one point, yeah. Yeah. Dort yeah. was the one guarding him the majority of the game, but to Kaza's point. Harden had 11 points in the, four, in the last five minutes when it counted. Is this series? Listen, as long as the Rockets are shooting three-pointers, they're going to win the series. As long as they're going in. And the thing is, the longer the series drags on, the more likely we're going to see Russell Westbrook somehow in this series. Houston wants to end this series without using Russell Westbrook and save him for the Lakers because they're going to need him for the Lakers. Give him as much rest as possible. If Oklahoma city uses home court advantage to win game four, because it seemed like the, it seemed like in the fourth quarter, uh, Chris Paul used the the new jer- the home court jerseys to hit one-legged 3 points like he's Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> <laughs> and really, to be honest with you, the Rockets had to get... The Rockets were up by five with a few yeah. minutes left to go to the fourth quarter. They're, they were literally a couple minutes away from being 3-0. If the Thunder win, the, the series will change because Russell Westbrook will play game five. I don't see the Rockets losing this series. This series might go six, um, but as long as they're bombing away from the three-point line and Austin Rivers and, and Jeff Green... I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, as long as those two guys are actually scoring buckets and getting points, it's kind of hard to stop the Rockets. I think, I, think I need some mouth. I need some like some alcohol to say that. Do you, do you feel dirty? saying that is that <laughs> <laughs> after, <laughs> Jeff Green? after after watching Jeff Green play in Orlando for almost um, for over a year, it was like night on a night to night basis. That beer, that beer in the in the uh, in the media room was like well worth it after watching Jeff Green put negative after negative on the board on a nightly basis. Oh, like, God. Like,
1: Jeff Green is like the ultimate tease. Oh my gosh, man! It's, it's just like it's just like what could have been with this guy, man. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff no Green reminds me. Jeffrey reminds me of
2: the um what she calls character in Boomerang. Um, what's her name? Layla Rashawn's character in Boomerang. <laughs> she looks really good until you get her in the bedroom. And you. And you pull back the coverage, and all you see is hammer time on her feet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Moving on. Moving on. I want to briefly talk about the Clippers and the Mavericks. Uh, Luka Doncic suffered a what appears to be a minor injury. Uh, moving on, I just, I, I, I'll ask a simple question. Do the Mavericks have any shot in winning the series? How much concern do you have if you're the Clippers right now?
1: Um, I, the Mavs with the injured Luka do, do not have a chance. Uh Honestly, I, I would consider sitting Luka at this point. Um, I, I really, just, I he he's, he has an injured ankle, man. I I, I don't want to risk it. I mean, you, you're right. not going to win a championship this year. Like you got to invest in your future. You can't be like the Magic and let uh Jonathan right. get further and get get and risk further injury.
0: Right.
1: I don't know, man. It's the playoffs.
3: If you're just gonna, if you're just gonna concede, Fold, loss, concede, then quit. what's the point? You know, yeah, why even be there in the first place? I mean, I understand you want to, to uh, preserve your play futures, but at the same time, it's a professional sports. Things like that happen, and if you have a chance to win, then you should take it. And I think they have a small chance against LA, and only because I, the Clippers, man, I just feel like, don't they just seem like. Something missing. something's missing. Yeah, like the best, laziest team ever.
0: I agree. Man, I agree.
3: Man, I just feel like you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. No one should be scoring on you. First of all, nobody. And,
0: and Pat Beverly. And, and Pat Beverly, who may who may be a bit look who may be a bit overrated. Pat's injured. Pat's injured. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I'm ta- I'm speaking overall. I'm not speaking particularly in this series. I'm just talking about the overall product. But go ahead.
3: Like like this should like this shouldn't be close at all. But it's it's a little closer than than it was seen to be. I just feel like with Kawhi Leonard and and actual testament to the greatness, greatness to me. I thought this would really be the answer for the Bron. Paul, you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You can switch those guys off on LeBron all day. There's there's nothing the Lakers could do. There's no switches they could run to get out of that that chess fork. Uh, and so that was my pick going into the season. And now it's like uh, I don't I, I don't know for and for that reason I might not sit Luca.
2: Danny, what you got? You don't sit Luca. If Luca doesn't go down in Game Three, they would they would probably they would probably have a chance every chance to win in Game Three. And If Porzingis doesn't get thrown out of Game One. They would have won. They would have won game one. So to Kaza's bad. point, yeah, that was. to, to point. They're really in this series now. If they get the doors blown off them today, then I would, pers- I would say, okay, maybe. But they're still in this series. They have a fight. They have a better chance of, of of winning this series than any of the lower seeded teams because, for some strange reason, playoffs start with the letter P. But for some, it's just offs. <laughs> no P <pee> involved. in it.
0: But... <laughs> what, what, look? What, what prompted me to ask the question in the way I do is because I, I'm I'm totally in agreement with Kaiser. I have a vested interest in this playoffs because I do not want to see the Los Angeles Lakers win. And going before the bubble started, I I thought the best shot at that happening was the Los Angeles Clippers. And slowly and slowly and more and more. I'm starting to see I'm, – I'm starting to just not believe in the Clippers for all the reasons Kaza just pointed out. It just feels like there is something that is off with that team, and I cannot put my finger on what that off may be. I just don't know what that, that thing that they're missing is. I don't know. Look, man, this is going (laughs) to – I I don't mean to put this on one player. I don't know if Paul George is, like, rubbing off his teammates or or whatever. I I just think we all expect more from Paul George, and we're not seeing it. We're not getting it. And I just think that that may be the difference. It may or may not be. I'm not really sure. So, yeah,
3: there's that. uh, When it comes to recent superstars – He's like his star doesn't shine as bright for some reason. I like he's a superstar. He puts up superstars numbers. He's an elite player. But, but you know, I like when but I, it,
0: I, I feel like he's living off of one good playoff series from how long ago? Seven, eight years ago.
2: He's well, still one of the playing. best. I'm sorry. He's still one of the two best players, two-way players in the league. He's still one of the best. I'll, I'll, after after Kawhi Leonard, there's not a better two-way player in the game than Paul George, unless it's at the end of the game where he somehow has game time called on him on a regular basis. But okay. I'll continue. I'll, I'll go back in my hole
0: now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> All right guys, um enough bubble talk for today. We we will talk about um, other oh, teams.
3: Cool. Yep. I know we only briefly mentioned them. Boston Celtics, man, they're kind of getting lucky. They're, they've got – they get to play fully without Ben Simmons. Kimball Walker doesn't have to expend too much energy to – I think they're going to be in a real good spot come the next round.
0: I believe so. I agree. I disagree. No, they're
1: they're, they're, they're going to get their ass whoops. Gonna their I'm sorry. They're going to they're get beat by the Raptors.
2: Gordon Hayward go- missing. Go- missing Gordon Hayward is yeah. going to be.
1: Yes, yeah. they're going to
2: miss Gordon
0: Hayward around two
3: we're
2: Gordon Hayward's a ball
0: handler. All right, ball handler. I, I said we're going to move on, but I have to ask this question: Is Ben Simmons? Is Ben Simmons? Has he been? Has his absence been the difference in this series?
1: No. Well, uh, I think. I mean,
3: they got no one to guard Jason Tatum. I mean, they don't. They don't have anybody to guard Jalen Brown. They don't have the, the they, they have to rely on MB uh, defense at the rim, and it's just not working. And then Kimmel Walker's been shooting actually very well uh, the last two games, so they don't have to worry about that. I, I don't know if it if, if, if it's the difference in the series, but it's the reason
0: why Philly really hasn't won a single game. Right, Roddy. Right, I mean, did you have something before we go?
1: I mean, and. Instead of it being over in six, it's going to be over in four. I mean, that's not a big difference. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> I, mean, I got you. All right, guys. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on to our next topic. And I have to ask the, I have to ask you guys a question. What in the focky is going on in Charlotte, North Carolina? In case anyone has been under rock, Hornets Radio announcer John Fockey has been cited, disciplined, and suspended for his mistweet. I don't even know if that's a word, but... <laughs> He was tweeting something about the Denver Nuggets, and it ended up being the Denver N-words. Fellas, was this <laughs> a... <laughs>
3: every, time, every time I picture that tweet in my mind, I just bluffed out laughing. Because when I saw it, I just, my first reaction was to laugh. Like, like what the hell? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kaza, go ahead, go ahead and take it from here, man. What you got?
3: Whenever I post anything on social media... Even, even things that are like kind of like on the edge, I'll go look at that post. Not even, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to look at something that I just posted. You try to you try you want me to believe this cat was like, like Yo, this jazz N word game off the hook, and then just sit his phone down. <laughs> I don't, man, I don't you the hard, Here's a rock in the hard place For right. for the show involved. It might Even though the percentage is low It might have been an honest Super honest mistake Considering yes the, the U is next to the I And the, the R is next to the T Okay maybe but into the, today's political climate, you can find someone else to replace him. I'd just be like, "Look, man, I'm sorry. We don't want. We don't need this heat right now. You can go see if the n words are hiring. Maybe they'll give you a position. Uh, <laughs> tweet for them.
1: Get on
0: you, <laughs> Rodney. What you got,
1: man? <laughs> man so like it's, it's 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 funny, man. Like I, I, I I've seen Charlotte media people like kind of like hey vouch for his character i'm like man like the autocorrect is is is, is, a, is a beautiful thing like it <laughs> it uh takes words it takes words words that you commonly use and suggest them and replace them so it's just like yeah it might have been an accident but you probably say this word on the regular it's it's, it's 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 absolutely funny man like you've had charlotte media say that bubba wallace should apologize and not they defended john focky man it's
0: funny how that works. Funny Danny, what you works. got, man?
2: All I can say is I before E, except after C. Or <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, in this case, except after R, but whatever. You know <laughs>
3: You know what's crazy? Like, the Warriors ain't even playing. Who you tweeting for, bro? <laughs> you know, take vacation. Nobody, nobody's expecting to see what this cat thinks about... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, nuggets
0: okay nobody, like, nobody <laughs> <who's> <laughs> game hey, Kaza, kaiser kaiser th- this dude wasted his slur on a <laughs> jazz and nuggets game not even the finals not not, not even the semifinals <laughs> <laughs> and the nuggets are
2: about to get eliminated as the nuggets are about to get eliminated <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nobody knew who you were. People in Charlotte didn't even know who you was. You know, now everybody knows who you are. Now you can't get a job, even though everyone
1: knows. I'll be talking So, 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 I'm gonna be a Charlotte media personality. Yo, I totally know John Fowke. He wouldn't say that. He has a black dog and he has black friends. He worked for a black man. <laughs> <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't work for a black man.
0: <laughs> well, okay, Let, I, that 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 kind of ties into my next question. Do you think the Charlotte Hornets are going to fire John Fowke? This will,
1: this will be our this will be our second uh, announcer Radio. in in three years. <laughs> so is that a no? Michael
3: <laughs> so. Jordan afford the backlash that would come by not letting Sorry. him go. Yeah. My, Michael Jordan, his whole life, his whole professional career has been scrutinized for the way he handles race relations, whether it's true or not. If he Even even if, like I said, even if he was an honest mistake, you cannot afford for people to say, this guy tweeted the N-word and they kept him on the staff. That would just, any goodwill Michael Jordan has built up in the last few months. I think we would dissipate, especially uh, in the black community. I think you you, you got to let him go.
2: Danny, yeah. what you think? I mean, Michael Jordan just gave a hundred million dollars to black black lives matter movements over the next ten years. That just answers your question.
0: Just there's <laughs> not much more you can say about that. Um, let let me, let me say this, man. I, and look, I, I have I have no intel. Uh, let me be very oh, clear about this. But hold on, Rodney. Hold, hold on, Rodney. Hold on, Rodney. <laughs> None of us do. None of us do. But but I I just have a feeling, and I again, this is just a gut feeling that he's not going to get fired. I I just have the gut feeling that it won't happen, and I could be dead wrong about that. And I and I kind of I kind of feel that way for for what Rodney just said. It's just like this will be we will be going on on the third radio announcer in like what three years. I, I don't see it happen, man. I really don't. Uh-
3: Yeah, I mean, there is that possibility, but I will say the initial action was swift and decisive. Indefinite suspension and investigation. So the question is uh, here's here's my thing if they decide to keep them, they have to make the findings of that investigation public.
0: Mm -hmm. Detailed. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: How did you guys investigate? What was it that you found out? If you just say, well, investigated and was nothing, we're going to keep them on, well, then, you know, that's not going to fly at all, whereas if you say, okay, here are all the details and we determine, okay, it was an honest mistake, you could maybe get some rational people to say, okay, all right, whatever, but we're gonna be watching
1: you, John Fox. We're gonna be watching you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys.
1: So, Go so, ahead, so I got a question for you guys. Um, social media has been buzzing. So is it reverse racism if Montrez Harold doesn't get punished?
2: I've Ooh. heard 10 times worse on the NBA court. It does, it's, it's it's par for the course for me. I've heard, I've heard guys call each other way worse on a Tuesday night in the middle of December with two teams at three and seventeen playing each other. I've heard way worse. Guys are way worse than the
3: court. We we've seen players get punished for saying things like that. Like two black players can't even call each other the N word in the NBA. If a ref hears it. Um, Technical foul, yep, and you're gonna get fined by the league. I wish he said it because this is the conversation that we really shouldn't be having, uh, as far as like being suspended or a major punishment. No, absolutely not, absolutely not. And then the the uh, the idea, well, if Luka had had said it, well, that 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 for one, that context is completely different.
0: Absolutely.
3: Anyone who can't understand why. I can't. I don't have the time to sit. Here
0: in it's plane. not worth the conversation. It, it's not. It, it's, it's not even worth the conversation if, if the roles were reversed, in, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. So,
3: NBA, give him time, move on. We're good. It, it didn't hurt Luka's feelings. Trust me. Right. <laughs> because when, when he goes home and looks at his trophy case, like this, and you know, checks his bank account, and <laughs> although yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is not worried about what that dude has to say
0: to him. So, absolutely. Uh, and they'll
2: sh- and when the series is over, they'll shake hands, give each other dap and pound because it's nothing but respect. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, when absolutely. you when you when you go when there's certain words you just don't say, and we you know you know. Jamal and you know, you, you know, we're from, you know, we grew up in this area and Kaza, I'll get, you know, you're, you're here from here too. You go to, you go to Tugan, C.J. Park and you hear that, you hear something way worse than that on a Wednesday afternoon. I mean, you hear something way worse than that, playing street ball. So these guys have played ball in the streets, no matter what country they're from, what city, what state. They've they've heard way worse things on the basketball court. Now, if Luca would have punched him in the mouth, then I then we can start talking suspension at this point because it was something that offended him. Luca just shrugged it off and said, Stop flopping. That's what he pretty much said.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I look. I'm gonna end this topic on, on this note. There was a player who said, Another player's wife tasted like honey nut Cheerios. If Ooh. you can get away with that, Ooh. this is nothing. What, 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 what my turn said, that's worth the one game suspension. That is worth the one game suspension. That, <laughs> So
1: let's move on. That's all
0: I got to say about that. All right. all right. We got to get this topic again real quickly, man. We're up against it, man. So Matt Rule has decided that injured players and in Panthers practices will practice with a red number one jersey. Um, we had, a, we had a guy here who used to wear a number one jersey, and he's worn that red number one jersey before. So with that being said, fellas, is Matt Rude throwing shade? No. Or is it is it or is it just nothing?
1: It's nothing. We wanted to be something. We're still hurt. We uh <laughs> we're, we're going through our stages of grief with Cam. Uh, <laughs> what
0: what stage are we at right now?
1: <laughs> uh, denial until no, week one. Denial three. Denial <laughs> <is that>? denial, <laughs> denial, yeah. The,
2: the, the pictures aren't real until so he takes a snap in New England. That's when it's gonna hit it for real.
3: Yeah, yeah the a, real. Season, like, If they even have a preseason between New England and Charlotte or and Carolina, I well, they've canceled
2: all those, so we won't see it until Week One. So mm-hmm. when Week One happens, when Week One happens, and Cam Newton is going behind center because Jared Stidham keeps throwing interceptions in practice, um, <laughs> <laughs> Jared Stidham just handed him the job because of an interception situation. Listen, <laughs> when you see when you see QB, when you see Cam Newton run running that field and New England jersey, he throws that first pass. He looks at Belichick. Panther fans at that point will just it, – it's like watching Family Guy when Stewie Griffin is a the, the Mets fan and it said this is opening day and the Mets take the field and the Mets season's over. He takes his half and throws it to the ground. That'll be Panthers fans on week
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I completely agree, agree.
1: Anyway, uh, uh, just made a good comment saying that they took the jerseys off. The next day, hey man, he, he he's on social media too, man. He's like, man, y'all want to like some hoes, man. Let me just take this one off the jersey, just let it be red, tired of it.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't feel like this is a big, this is much ado about nothing, man. It's it's a slow news cycle when it comes to football. You,
3: know I, you don't think that crossed anybody's mind in the Panthers' of it did. <laughs> that's what what I, so that's what I'm saying. He might not have been throwing shade per se. But that conversation oh. was had. Hey, coach, you know. Oh, that was yeah, shade. That was shade. No, no,
2: no. Yeah, that, that was yeah. shade.
3: Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're oh. telling not not just not just the quarterbacks. You're telling every player that you're wearing the injured every player. So you know, which is you know, every player who's not healthy wearing the number one red jersey. Cam Newton made that a staple in Carolina. That was every time you saw a practice footage, Cam is in a red number one jersey dancing, looking like you know, his hair looking like Susie from um, what you call? From Rugrats. Oh the doll. Stop,
1: stop, stop. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so so my so my question is for what reason does Matt Rule have to throw a shade at Cam Newton? That's my question. Like, did, was, was there some type of fallout before Cam got released? Did Cam blame Matt Rule for his release? So So What's the story well, behind that?
3: You know, Cam has always kind of painted it as that the Matt Rule in the Panthers played him with that whole situation, yes. and it, and they kind of did by waiting so late to release him. By Matt Rule, Matt, Matt Rule made a statement to the press a week before they released Cam Newton, saying, "Cam with this guy. Cam is my guy. I can't wait to to you know to so start practicing you know, on Cam." And then. Uh, you know we're trying to trade him and then they end up releasing him um there might have been something there i think i i think it's i'm more likely to think it's closer to being shade than not you have to be completely unaware you have to be completely unaware to do something like that and not (laughs) think that you know people would think there was something wrong
0: no doubt all right fellas we're up against it so um for the last topic, we're not going to actually discuss the topic. It's actually just going to be a shout out because we're out of time, unfortunately. But I do want to shout out Stephen Jackson, Rashid Wallace and Charlotte's very own Jeff McGinnis uh, for organizing, um, I, I guess, a march on base four role for just Black Lives Matters issues. So I do want to just quickly shout them out. We'll try to probably discuss that more next week. And I'm sorry we're out of time for that. With that being said, guys, what are your shout outs and shout at's if you have any today, fellas? Uh, let
1: me give a shout out to Kobe Bean Bryant for your 40th Absolutely. birthday. Yeah. Uh, RIP, Rodney, yeah.
0: Rodney. let me cut you off real quick. Um, for
1: those who have not seen
0: it yet, Vanessa Bryant made a um, an, an Instagram post dedicated to Kobe Bryant today. It is, it, it's like it, it will melt your heart. I'll just put it like that. It is, it, it is just a beautiful. It's like a tragically beautiful post that she made today. Check it out if you ha- if you haven't already. But Rodney, go ahead, sir.
1: And then uh, secondly, I'll get it. I'll give a shout out to Matt Rule uh, for uh, allowing the uh, the players to have time off to, to to deal with their kids on the first day of school and whatnot. Um, he let them go to the living room to turn on a computer for their kids. Awesome. No doubt. Anybody else? Shout out, shout at
0: A uh, quick
3: shout out to. Uh, Major League is a major league baseball player. Y'all know I'm not a huge huge baseball fan. I am a Twins fan, and as a Twins fan, this terrifies me. Tristan McKenzie made his yeah. major league baseball debut for the Cleveland Innings. Throwing
0: heat. On heat.
3: He's in six innings pitched. Man, and, and the kid is like I, I swear he looks like uh, the scarecrow from the Wiz. I mean, just like uh, when, when he develops some muscles on years old, man, he's he's gonna be good. And it's always, I think it's good to see young black players coming back into Major League Baseball. That's something we've missed for maybe the last twenty years or so. It, uh, I, I think we need that that in black youth. So good on him,
0: Danny. Anything? Uh, Shout out to the three
2: of you guys. for Let me uh, rock the mic with you guys this week, as always. always uh, well. Uh, Shout outs to the two teams that will be chanting one, two, three Cancun today, which will be the Sixers and the Brooklyn Nets. Enjoy your vacations. Uh, And last but not least, if you guys are looking for somebody to cheer for in the NBA draft, other than the Charlotte Hornets uh, picks in the draft, put a big cheer out for Patrick Williams. He went to West Charlotte High School, played at Florida State. He's definitely a potential late lottery pick. Um, maybe a first round pick. Like I said, if it's any, like I said, we mentioned Jeff McGinnis. McGinnis went to West Charlotte. I'm yep. um, pretty sure Riding didn't know that, but yet and still.
1: Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you got you know you, you got to give love to you know to uh, a, a kid from Charlotte trying to make it to the NBA. I think Patrick Williams. If if he gets picked, I even see him go as high as San Antonio in the first round in the lottery. Awesome. We got we got to support, especially home homegrown kids. So that's, that's my job for the week. What you got,
3: guys? Dick Sporting Goods uh, in the local area and now carrying Charlotte FC
0: gear. Hey! I will definitely pick up some. Oh, stop, Danny. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I need to get my scarf. (laughs) Man, listen.
2: The scars are on back order. So if Dick's got it in the store, I can't fit no jersey. They'll make them in this size. They'll make them an extra fluffy. So I need to go get me a a scarf.
1: Extra,
0: extra extra fluffy. All right, guys. uh, Real quickly, um, as always, I just want to shout out our continued supporters, um, everybody who is liking and sharing our stuff, and especially the ones who are subscribing uh, to YouTube channels. I do have a quick shout at um, – I'm not going to name any names – However, if some of you defended and supported your own friends and your own family like you do these celebrities, man, we would have so much more of a productive society. That's my shout at. Um, My last shout out for the day. I want to shout out both Brandy and Monica. I don't want to get into a debate on this last topic. I just want to shout out Two queens who, who have everyone super excited about the versus battle next Monday. I'll just leave it at that because I, I can just see the, the I can just see the the shade in Rodney's eyes right now. So I don't want to go there. But shout out to two generate to two queens who gave us so many memories during the 90s mostly. And I can't wait to see that battle. So I just want to leave it at that, man.
1: Arrest the killers of Brianna Taylor. You guys have a wonderful day.
0: Likewise. Fellas, I enjoyed it as always. Till next week, man. Peace, y'all.